In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, I am joined by Sam Robertson and the prophet that is Louise Reed. And we are in for a rip-roaring episode on making sure when you go to war, you win. It is a time for not messy warfare, but enforcing and establishing victory. Join us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello, family and friends, and a very warm welcome once again to another episode, a happy episode of What the Prophets Say, a releasing, life-giving episode of What the Prophets Say, and as ever, the joy and delight that is Mr... Sam Robertson. Sam Robertson is uh, with me. Always a joy, Sam. We love doing life with you. We love all that you are and excited. You you just actually celebrated your engagement party. Yes, we did. We did. So that was good. I know that my... um, Son got a new outfit to wear to he your engagement party. He's looking very dapper. Yes. Very dapper, yes. Absolutely. And you'll have heard another third voice. Ooh. We are really privileged to have our friend, our colleague, prophet, leader of the Irish Council of Prophets, but based and living in Glasgow at the moment, Mrs. Prophet. Louise Reed. Louise. I thought Reed. you'd forgotten my name. There no, for I was a moment. Good. I haven't given you any opportunity to see her. I thought I might have to step in there. <laughs> so uh, you've heard from the three of us before. It's a delight to be back together. Yeah. You've got um, all the Celtic vibes going yes. on. Yes. So oh, that adds something to the mix, doesn't it? Does. It does. It's fiery. Mm. So Louise, of course, is from Ireland, the I south am. of Ireland, just south of Dublin, the mm-hmm. capital city. Mm-hmm. I'm from the north coast in mm-hmm. Northern Ireland. Separate country, but same land mass. Same land mass. Many people don't realise there are two countries on the island yes. of Ireland. And Sam, you, of course, are true blood, Scottish born and bred. Absolutely, mm. from Glasgow. Mm. From Glasgow. And actually, my heritage is Glasgow as well. Is it? I yes. didn't know that. Yes, yes. Well, on, on one side, wow. yes, absolutely. Um, I knew there was something good about you. Uh, look, <laughs> Glasgow to Northern Ireland and then Northern Ireland down to the south. Wow. Well, yeah, Do you there know, you go. Bizarrely, my mother's family were all... Uh, Scott, Scots oh. Irish, so they all yeah. came across from the west of Scotland as well. Mm. Nice. So we've all come back to somewhere that um, is in our family lineage, Scotland mm-hmm. and Ireland. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so we have a rip roaring conversation. We're going to do a set of conversations, the three of us together. So seatbelt yourself in, hold mm-hmm. on to your hats, and let the prophets <laughs> share what Let's the go. Lord is doing. So, and we've got coffee. In fact, yes. I have. A pint of yes, coffee that my husband made for me this wow. morning going out the door. Well, we don't get in Europe mugs this big, yeah, mugs this big. So you know when anybody comes in with a cup, a travel cup this big. It's from America. It was from America. But it doesn't look like it's going to have coffee in it. Oh. It doesn't really look like a coffee mug. It, it, it looks like be, strawberry shake or something like no, that. It must be Target or Walmart. I can't remember. It'll be one of those two, one of the yeah. big places in the States that sell 101 different <laughs> massive drinking things that are bigger than your head and bigger Absolutely. than your stomach has Absolutely. the capacity for. So, yes. 100%. Our large is not... American. No, yeah. our largest large American small. Yeah. Indeed, when yes. it comes to our yes. drink yeah, size. our sizes do work very, very differently. Okay, so warfare, my friends. Yes, uh, it is a day of the clash of the kingdoms. Absolutely. We've we've spoken about that. The need for warfare here. Alert, alert. Open your ears. Warfare is changing, yeah. mm-hmm. and that requires a hallelujah. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of scrapping yeah. and you, that kind of almost like you would see children 
um, rolling around and the kind of concept where Paul says, look, I don't run in some aimlessly. Uh, aimlessly. Yeah. I don't uh, fight or box uh, missing my, yeah. uh, landing my punches. I'm not an air boxer. Yeah. Uh, the sense of Paul saying, look, I know how to hit the mark. Yeah. I know how to land yeah. a blow. Yeah. I now know how to go in the right direction. Absolutely. And despite him telling us that and framing us mm-hmm. in a way that we should be landing punches and aiming in the right direction, we have not really embraced that. So when we say the word warfare, mm. the almost knee-jerk response is worry, fatigue, a, a roll of the eyes, yeah. and oh no, not again. Yeah. And if any prophet dares announce a warfare season, or which we uh, are in right now, yeah. or we're saying it's time to go again and win a battle, everybody's going, oh, not again. no. And that is because we do it wrong. Yeah. And the sense of we've not embraced the fullness of that Pauline scripture in its full form. Yeah. So when we say warfare is changing, really what we're saying is warfare is going back to its biblical roots where there is a weaponization that makes it easy yeah. and a spirit-ledness where mm-hmm. you know what direction you are going in. Mm-hmm. And so, Louise, you have two key words mm-hmm. for this sense of uh, come with us, people. Come with us, loyal listeners, into the joy of warfare. Come with us into the ease of warfare. Come with us into the certainty of victory. Mm-hmm. And the two words you're holding, Louise Reed, are... Well, the two words are enforce and establish. They're strong words. They're strong words. I think it's really important that in any season that we're in to know how God is calling us to pray. And, you know, uh, I think there's a big thank you to previous generations who have really won ground in intercession and to acknowledge that. But the season has changed and we're into a different level of warfare, Mm. which is much more targeted. Come on. Weaponized and released. And it hits the mark. Um, It's far less, excuse me, wandering around the mountain together or, um, you know, removing stones from the ground. This is significant nuclear warheads in the spirit that are built in a different way. And so it is about enforcing the word, the worth of God. It must be prophetic. Um, It has to be. And it has to go with faith. And it must be out of oneness together. Yeah. I can't stress that thing about oneness together. There, n- No one person is going to produce one of these warheads. Yeah. This is something that is done uh, together, uh, in, not just in agreement, but as one. If we have to be as one in the spirit. And the release of those targeted, weaponized release together will do such incredible mm damage to the kingdom of darkness Mm -hmm. but also when you do that it also begins to build it's not just a destruction thing it's also a building thing you're really talking about agreement and momentum yes in this sense of successive victories in it now Actually, if you want more instruction on this in a more detailed way, I've just recorded a demon busting e-school. I think it's called Demon Busting is the name we've gone for with Emma Stark. And certainly in the final two, about nine different extended teachings, but the final two, I talk about the sense of 
knowing the target, making sure the demon that you're going after is not in you, getting the mandate from God, mm -hmm. doing your due diligence of mm -hmm. research. And I talk you through those specifics. So that's worth the downloading so that there's a sense of knowing the wiles of the mm. enemy rather than I think I sort of maybe sort of kind of maybe sort of perhaps feel that there is oppression. Yeah. And then, you know, you're worn out by the lack of prophetic ledness to know exactly who the enemy is because knowing who the enemy is and naming that thing which is coming up upon you mm. or against you actually is a massive part of breaking through mm. because once you know what its demonic function is mm -hmm. you are massively equipped to be able to to bar it and stop it Absolutely. and enforce and establish yes. and this is the only way that we're going to actually it's like the move from the antioch church to the ephesus church it's no longer just about sending and it's no longer yeah. about that level it's an upgrade to territorial warfare yeah. which is about kingdoms it's about principalities yes. it's about powers and that's one of the things that that's a real shift but it must come um from that place of rest knowing who we are in god yes. i think we're going to in enforcing and in establishing one of that one of the key points is understanding who we are as royal priesthood once you get a hold of that and that sense of who you are king of kings lord mm. of lords then these these weapons mm. can be put in our hands yes. it's a different it's a different day absolutely yes. and so. we've had a warfare of exhaustion i think yes where yes. how many i mean let's just ask the question to our listeners and those who watch how many of you feel like you're always exhausted after you go to war how many of you feel like prayer and intercession wears you out i think there will be most most people listening will probably be putting their hands in the air right now yes I, I, there's a sense that warfare exhausts We've had a warfare that has been aimed at the enemy's weapons, but now we're coming to the days where our warfare is aimed at the enemy himself. And when you are Very constantly good. fighting against his weapons, you're not taking out the one who is using the weapons against you. And I think, let's personalise this, you know, how many of us can just are in continual battle against demonic thoughts and we go to war against the thoughts and the thoughts continue to come and we're exhausted continually because we're always in warfare over demonically sent thoughts whether that's well, morbid yeah. thinking or morbid rejection. depression yeah. you know just overthinking anxiety yeah. fear yeah. Uh, sexually impure thoughts whatever they may yeah. be we're going you know i bang that thought i break that thought you get off me and actually and uh, someone mm. in the army doesn't fire bullets at oncoming bullets to take them out yet that's our strategy often yeah. as those who war mm -hmm. in the spirit we take out the enemy so instead mm -hmm. of taking out the thoughts you're going to the one who's sending you the thoughts mm -hmm. and you're saying you know i break your hold in jesus name i you get off me you get off my patch you back mm -hmm. off you stop doing that in the name of jesus and there is an ease there of not just raising the sword but i think we're going to come mm -hmm. to this in this episode yeah. raising the scepter yeah. that yes. sense of i yes. have authority i have power in the sword to warfare absolutely and to go into hand-to-hand -hand combat but i also have authority to know when to say enough is enough yes actually yes. now i stop this attack i stop these thoughts being sent to me or my family whatever it may be enough is enough let me name that demon sam because i think when we talk about that uh, barrage or that onslaught of 
almost a leading by the enemy into mental incapacitation yeah. because it, 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 whether it's sexual or it's worry or it's stress or it's reputation, whatever it happens to be, I think we have to say that's probably a mauling spirit, yeah. just a harassing, mauling spirit. And so if you know that, you can actually, as you say, rather than say, I bind the thought or, oh my goodness, Jesus, I've tried to do what your word says of being transformed by the renewing of your mind and I've got myself as a living sacrifice back on the altar and I'm quoting all of these scriptures well sometimes actually you've got to say the weapons of warfare are mighty in my yes. hand yeah. quote that scripture yes. turn and raise your hand and say to the mauling spirit or the harassing spirit mm. I stop you right now and you get outside of my circle and that's really what we're talking about targeted warfare where it's less of a wrestle a childish wrestle in the mud now I do think let's talk about the difference between the scepter versus the sword yeah. mm-hmm. and let me give you two biblical examples so you have king david who is irritated by goliath and he it, his whole approach is i understand the power of god yeah. mm-hmm. i understand uh, his his indignation in scripture when he hears Goliath cry, yeah. who is this yeah, right. uncircumcised Philistine, yeah. you know, to come against the armies of the Lord. And that sense of righteous indignation and the understanding of who God is, one small shot targeted yeah. like raising a scepter of a yeah, king yeah, yeah. because, of course... He's before his time, but he's obviously appointed as king and anointed as king mm-hmm. but up before that point. And then all of a sudden, the scepter anointing of rulership yes. is on him and it's one <laughs> shot and it's a decapitation. Yeah. Seconds. In seconds. Yeah. But the decapitation is enough to send a whole army Absolutely. into retreat. Yeah. Absolutely. So can we then compare it with a different sort of warfare in scripture? And we're going to talk about the poor uh, guys coming out of um, the children of Israel, coming out of the camp when they've all been circumcised. Bless them. You know, with Joshua leading. And here they are. I am sure they are waddling because circumcision is, you know, like a cowboy without his horse. Circumcision (laughs) in that kind of, is that too much information? (laughs) But can we just say they've been... uh, uh, there, it, they've crossed the river. Um, they've had the miraculous breakthrough. They're in the camp, about to go to Jericho. They've been circumcised at um, I've forgotten the name where they were, Gilgal. Gilgal. And um, uh, you know how much blood, how much pus, how much you know unpleasantness, because these are not not sharp surgical instruments. And here they are dragging themselves, probably in pain repetitively walking, which cannot have been that comfortable, in silence when they probably wanted to groan and complain, and the sense of God leading them. Now, what is God doing in all, all of that? I think there is, I, he's testing their yieldedness, mm-hmm. he's testing their submission. Yes, This is not, you know, a glorious army on the march. This is a circumcised group of men dragging themselves around. Weakened. Weakened weakened you know and the sense of by day seven they must have thought uh, have I, have we not proved our devotion and yeah, our yeah, obedience yeah. and there is warfare like that where you are dragging yourself and for days you see absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing and is it a cry of pain as much as it's a cry of raise yeah, up yeah. a shout so you know 
you have to compare and c contrast those two different sorts of events. Mm. And there are the moments of a Jericho where you have gone through purification yeah. and you are a bit derailed and something hasn't, you know, been a pleasant experience for you. And you come to the battlefield deeply fatigued and it just seems like an elongated, ridiculous mm. conflict. And you're like, Jesus, make it stop. How many of our loyal listeners have cried, Jesus, can you just make, make this stop. thing stop? Exactly. Just make this yeah. go away. I'm don't dare make another prophet come and say the word warfare to me. Yeah. But here we are, and Louise, I'm coming to you with this scepter versus sword, where the whole sword of engagement, of dragging the weapon around, yeah. you know, and dragging yourself around post-circumcision versus I have a kingly anointing of David. Yeah. Even yeah. though I, I'm not yet fully on the throne, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, to be said that and for that I'm not where I need to be like David wasn't but the anointing was still present yeah. Yeah. to rule do you want to unpack that well uh, I'm just thinking as you say and those two very strong examples my goodness <clears throat> but at the end of the day the fundamentals are still the same there has to be faith yeah sacrifice and obedience mm. yes now we're in the season of the sword and the scepter the scepter has been extended to us, which is, to, to me, the, the, the scepter speaks more of conquest, um, overcoming. Yes. Um, I'm going to use the word which we don't like because it's, it, it has all sorts of connotations, but actual dominion, yep. strength, authority. Yeah. And when that scepter comes, it's a whole different shift into the ruling and reigning but however it still requires <clears throat> faith it still requires yeah. sacrifice it still requires yeah. obedience yeah and i can tell you you do not want to be using the scepter of authority in warfare with issuing decrees unless you've got the other ones in place and it's um <clears throat> it's not the sword or the scepter it's a both and. Yeah. It's not. It's not one or the other. But God is in a, a continuing way, at developing our levels of authority as we rule and reign with Him. Now we've had seasons of the sword where we've understood how to wield the sword of yes. the Lord, a bit like the the David example. But now He is showing us a different warfare having extended the scepter to us and saying, okay, now come and rule and reign with me. Come and issue your decrees. Come and listen to me. Come and sacrifice yourself to me. Come and, and receive my, not just a bit of faith, but have the faith of God. Be, be like me in faith for my word, for my life, what I am establishing on earth and agree with me. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole different strength. Mm. And can I just say, it's actually easier. If you can live yes. in the yielded place of faith and sacrifice mm. and obedience, the establishment and the warfare in yeah. the use of the scepter is a joy and a delight. Mm. Yes. And I actually think as loyal listeners, you're probably going to have to open your hands yeah. and say, God, I probably have a sword in my hand. Yes. Most of us will have some sort of weapon totally. because we've had to wrestle. Yes. Yeah, you know, none of us listening have, have had no wrestles totally. ever. So there's probably a sword in the hand. I do think there's a time where right now, as you listen to this, you're going to have to open your hands and mm. say, God, mm -hmm. I think I've forgotten the scepter. Yeah. I think I've forgotten that actually I have a kingly grace 
I am royalty. I'm a co-heir. I'm a yeah. co-laborer with Christ. And therefore, I need to be able to say, God, I'm not scrapping in the dirt. Mm. Yeah. It's not by night. It's not by power. It's, it's by your spirit. spirit. And actually, I'm going to open my hands right now. I'm going to say, God, thank you for the yeah. sword. But now I yeah. embrace the yeah. ruling scepter where I can come up uh, over yep. the top of and decree and command an enemy to back off yes. in a way a k- king would rather than a way a foot soldier would. It's Correct. a mindset it's a shift. Mindset. Yeah. And the enemy actually will be able to see and feel yeah. that instantly. Yes. Sam? Yeah. It's a mindset. And I, I kind of want to bat this question, I guess, back to you as well, because we've, we're kind of establishing a mindset. But what does this look like in daily life? I yes. think for me, um, warfare starts when you understand the scepter, starts before I utter a word. Mm-hmm. It starts with how I hold myself with a righteous Holy Spirit swagger almost of actually there is an authority where I go, enemy, mm-hmm. you are not in rulership. You don't have authority. Mm-hmm. It starts on the, before the prayers. It starts with mm-hmm. a posture of I know who I am, I know whose I am, and I know that I have authority. And that is a, a journey you need to go on as you uh, mm-hmm. consider this podcast of not just do I have authority, but do I know that I know that I know that I have authority, mm-hmm. that when I walk, that where I walk, my my footsteps are as much a warfare and a noise that says, mm-hmm. enemy, you back off. And then when you come to prayer, there's also that sense mm-hmm. of what you're expecting. My expectation is when I pray, when I decree, when mm-hmm. I agree with mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters, I'm expecting change. Yes. I'm not expecting yeah. my prayers to be ineffective. And I think some of us hope that our prayers will achieve something. And we come to prayer and warfare with that sense of, if if we could just have a measure of success here, yes. a measure of victory. But there, there is that righteous uh, a kind of a, a, a swagger, if you like, of, no, I know that when we pray together, yes. there will be change, yes. there will be effect. Yeah. It's the mindset of, of, of dominion versus begging. Can we just Absolutely. sit in that word dominion for a moment? Because if you, there's a whole ugly side yeah. of the internet that if you type in the word dominion yeah. or dominionists or yeah. dominionism, please don't, but now of course you all will, yes. um, uh, you get a really unfortunate yeah. misunderstanding mm. and a, a kind of a waggling finger against anybody yeah. who might deign to use the word dominion. And yet it is part of the Genesis 1 mandate. So you have to wrestle with the fact that it is in Scripture. It's early doors in Scripture. You're not even out of the first chapter of Scripture before this concept of fulfill and subdue and have dominion and be fruitful. Depending on your translation, you get a a combination of those words um, starting in Genesis 1, 26 onwards. And that the whole sense of God asking for a fruitful people who know what it is to subdue and who know what it is to overcome but what i would say in that is when the word of the lord says you know have dominion take dominion the sense of you enacting some sort of rulership there means that when god speaks that out at that point over adam and eve and then for all who are grafted into christ jesus this principle of it is part of the DNA within you 
as the gift of God, as the command of God to who you are to be able to have dominion and be fruitful. And so if you're not having dominion and you're not fruitful, you have to be able to say, God, this is, if I use the word birthright, that sounds awfully demanding, but it is a sense of a gift and a grace of God implied in that scripture that this is something you should be doing and have the capacity to access. So I would like to have a definition of the word dominion. It is not to dominate. And I think that is where we go wrong. In some of the messages of, oh, let you get really influential. And when you get really influential uh, and you are the, you you take control, you take charge, you dominate, you get to the top, you become like an Esther or a Joseph or a Daniel. And you, you have dominion in a manner that is ugly where it has a domination edge to it. I don't think in any way you can you can that holds weight scripturally. I think the Jesus model is I am serving. Mm-hmm. I am taking up the basin and <clears throat> tile to wash another's feet. And dominion is this. It is the knowing that I can have successive victories. Mm-hmm. It is knowing that the gift of God to me is a gift of overcoming. Mm-hmm. It is knowing that I can, in decree and in service, mm-hmm. start to push back the enemy with a certainty of victory. And I'm happy with that kind of thought around dominion. And are we dominionists mm-hmm. in the biblical sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Why? Because we are serving a people and we are also understanding that mm. the enemy must now tangibly, yeah. measurably respond mm. when I decree Absolutely. and tell him to back off. That is a mindset of dominion, Huge. not Huge. a mindset of domination Absolutely. and not a mindset of a, a scruffy sort of ugly war. I have been given the gift of God of dominion and that means I have the gift of successive victory in war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're becoming kings, not dictators. Yes. Yeah. And we're called to rule and reign, which is different from dominating and yes. controlling and yeah. that ugly my way or, or no way mentality. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think as well, the whole idea of dominion comes with a sense of, actually, I need to take meaningful responsibility for the yes. atmospheres around me, for the people around me, and for the future of the people that I have some sort of influence or mm-hmm. input in. It yep. should come almost with a, a, a sobriety, not just of uh, of the joy, oh, I get to take charge. It's that sense of, no, I need to take responsibility. I need to make some decisions here. I need to set some things in motion that those that I have responsibility for may flourish and may uh, be able to come into fullness. I need to take responsibility that my neighborhood, my children's school, my workplace, there's a sense of righteousness that's in the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. that fruitfulness by the kingdom of God. I speak a word and it may be planted in the atmosphere as a seed. And that sense of, you know, in -hmm. in prayers around, you know, dominion, help me get that mindset, has to be partnered with that prayer of, God, I want to take meaningful responsibility, righteous responsibility, wherever I am, whatever level that may be, whether it's for one or a hundred or a thousand, we're all called to take some level of meaningful responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Louise. I mean, just even the word dominion, when you say it, when it comes comes out of our mouths, you immediately know it's kind of, it's it's pulled away in the spirit to be um, defined incorrectly. Yeah. Dominion is not tyranny. Yeah. Yes. 
dominion, we have got to pull it back and reclaim that word as something that is our, uh, uh, you said, birthright. But it's our legacy, our inheritance. It's what God has given us. He's meant us to rule Mm -hmm. and to reign with him. And that's why this understanding of the scepter, sitting in that place, we don't have to fight for dominion. We need to Mm -hmm. understand we have have dominion it yeah. comes Massive. from that place i mean the battle is between our two ears yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. and god is really giving us this. i mean the 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 phrase i want to to repeat is the scepter has been extended mm. the scepter has, has been, been extended and we actually need to gra- grab it and utilize recognize it, it. Yep. and we need to look we need to look in the spirit and see what does my scepter look like like and ask the Holy Spirit some significant questions about it because mm-hmm. I think that the scepter that's been extended people have a scepter for different scenarios yeah. and situations mm-hmm. and spheres of society so we need to look we need to get involved with what is being extended to us it's, let me give you two examples um, Just uh, personally I have two older women in my life and one is in their mid to late 60s and one is in their early 70s and they they don't live in Scotland, but I'm fairly frequently on the phone with uh, the two of them. They are very key in my life and they are a real gift of God. And they understand decree and command and scepter ruling warfare. And can I say it's almost unimpressive? Mm. Yes. Totally. And so I sit with one of them who is a real warrior and they pray and I'll say oh we're fighting this or Dave and I are dealing with this issue or Mm. there's this complication just the usual stuff that you're weighing up in your late 40s versus the stuff you're laying weighing up in your 60s and my father has a great list of the things that matter in different decades of life and different things matter in different decades so what matters to me they've gone through it all you know they understand the world and I'm waiting for for yeah. one of them, you know, who um, commands and decrees in a warfare way over the organisation that I look after and over my staff team and stands with me in that. I'm like, come on, let's do like a 45 minute like roar. And literally she just says two or three sentences. Yeah, okay. In Jesus name. And I'm like, <laughs> is that it? Seriously, is that it? Can we not just have a little bit more rough and tumble in the spirit? But she understands that all she has to do is say it. And that lady is Dr. Sharon Stone. She just says it and I come off the call and everything changes because the scepter is that straightforward. I have another lady in my life who helps me out personally when I'm doing some deeper healing and reflecting on my own life journey. And I've come off the call to David and said, literally, she prayed for me for like three minutes after Mm. I had a long verbal processing conversation. (laughs) And I was a bit like, three yeah three minutes is it and the whole world changed yeah yeah because they have mm. understood now they've obviously they're experts and they're specialists in their different fields but literally yeah. the scepter is so within them that it is not a wearisome thing either for them or for me totally and they have modeled to me this sort of warfare where i'm going what? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. That was quick and effective. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did we get there? Maturity. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And understanding the scepter in your yes. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So yes. as we come to an end, because we've done yes. our half an hour, bless you guys. I bless you guys who are our loyal listeners to say, I'm glad I got a sword. And I'm gra- glad I've got some scars, actually, from some messy warfare. But now I take the scepter of rulership and yeah. I understand a di- a, the beauty of a dominion yes. gift of God right. to sit on my shoulders. And now what I decree, you can say this out loud, now what I decree comes to pass in Jesus' name yeah. because I have dominion and I have a scepter. Mm. And I bless you into that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you next Amen. time for another episode of What the Prophets Say. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.